0: Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. I'm Jack. And I'm John.
1: And we're on a mission.
0: To help you focus on Christ. Well, this week we're getting ready to come up on what we call Palm Sunday. Okay? Mm -hmm. Well, Palm Sunday uh, wasn't Palm Sunday prior to Jesus' (laughs) triumphant entry. It was the beginning of Passover week. And that means so many things, so many things. We, we, we prayed over this because there's, there's too much to tell, too much to talk yeah. about, and it's, it's so exciting. But the thing we wanted to focus on is the humility of Man. Jesus as our King. Mm-hmm.
1: And... That he brought peace,
0: and that he brought peace. peace, that he brought peace. I'm going to give just a little bit of backstory here first, Jack, and before I turn it over to oh, you, sure. because you know we everybody knows the story about Jesus entering um, on the colt of a donkey. All right. And uh, when they're in Bethany, which is just across the Kidron Valley from Jerusalem, I mean, you can literally see Jerusalem from there. He sends the disciples on ahead to go get a colt. Uh, and so he's got this donkey and its colt. Um, and he's riding this colt into the city. Now, there are a couple of reasons why that's interesting. Um, if you go to 1 Kings in chapter 1 and verse 33, King David announces that Solomon is going to be the heir to his throne. How? He parades him through the city on a mule. Hmm. Um, Zechariah chapter 9, verses 9 and 10. This is a prophecy of the king reestablishing Jerusalem after the exile. Okay, and this is what the, the prophet says. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot of Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow shall be cut off and he shall speak peace to the nations. His rule shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Um, That's how Jesus Hmm. is coming in as king into Jerusalem.
1: It's... um... I think a difficult thing to receive honor with humility. Yeah. But Jesus was humble and humbled himself and became a bond slave. And he was getting ready to go to his death, to his crucifixion. But before he gets there, he plans his own parade, so to speak. Uh, in other words, he tells the disciples to go get this cult from a, probably a group of people that owned the cult. And when they said, the Lord needs it to those people, they let him have it without saying anything. Sometimes, when God asks me for something, I hesitate to to give what He, he asks, but we need to uh, give what what He asks of us because uh, He wants to use it to His glory and to His honor and for our benefit. so he he comes in on this cult with his own parade. Can you imagine? being on the streets there, watching this parade that started probably before he got to Bethany, maybe gathering people as it goes along the way. And you're standing there watching this parade. Maybe some people would be crying, weeping, be moved by what's going on with Jesus and on the colt, knowing he's bringing peace. Maybe some just kind of stood there and weren't doing anything. Maybe some people were sitting and weren't paying any attention. Who knows what our response would be to this parade. But uh, I do know this. uh, I do know what it's like to watch a parade and to be humbled and moved uh, literally to tears. When you see it, it happened to me uh, in Indianapolis one year during the 500. And they always have that 500 parade. And maybe some of you remember a few years ago, they brought in all of the Medal of Honor winners, and they put them on floats, and they were the main part of that parade that year. And the effect of it on me was amazing, and even on all of the people that were there that day, because those Medal of Honor winners were visibly scarred. I'm sure that uh, what it takes to win a Medal of Honor most of the time is sacrifice. Right. And you could see, literally see on these men, the sacrifice they have made because there were men in wheelchairs with no legs. There were men with no arms. There were men that you could see that uh, their faces were scarred. They had been burned with fire. In other words, these men had sacrificed physically a portion of their bodies for the rest of their lives for the benefit of their country, and for their fellow soldiers. And Jesus was going to bear the scars of the cross as he was going to stand up for us. And uh, these Medal of Honor winners were coming through with humility because you could see their faces as they wept and as they were moved by the honor that was brought to them. Sometimes, rather than being like that, we're kind of like the doctor, uh, excuse me, but the Dr. John, that uh, won the big award one one year, and he was brought in at a a, a a dinner in his honor, and they called him one of the great doctors of our world of our, our. On the way home with his wife in the car, he was just reflecting on what all was said about him that day, and uh, he said to his wife, "I wonder how many very great men there are in the world." And she looked over and smugly said one less than you think. <laughs> so maybe the perspective of the wife isn't quite like the world, right? What they see. But we need to come as Christ came in humility because all of the greatness that they were lauding him for was true. Yet still he came and received that honor and humility. And I think that it really helped them. And I think it helps us to see that Jesus who is due all of our praise. And by the way, When the Pharisees came and said, you need to shut these people up. They're yelling and screaming their praises to you. And Jesus said, if they don't cry out, then what? The The rocks, the stones will cry out my praise for God will be praised. And there were some interesting people in that parade, watching the parade, weren't there? Uh, Picked up a blind man by the name of Bartimaeus who had faith and Jesus healed his blindness. I wonder who else was in the parade, John, right. who was watching.
0: Yeah, you, th- you have to think, maybe Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Uh, certainly, it's people that were healed. And you, when you talked about the 500, it reminded me of something, Jack, because, you know, we don't really know for sure how big Jerusalem was uh, in that time of Christ. There are wide variety of estimates. Some people say 25,000 people. Some say 500,000 people. Um, I, I think that that's a bit of an overestimate for the population. But just like with the 500, you know, Speedway, Indiana, isn't isn't particularly big. But it swells ginormously (laughs) during the 500. And that's what happened during the Passover. Uh, You know, initially the Passover was celebrated in homes. And then when Jerusalem was established, the temple was built. It became a communal festival and everyone pilgrimaged to Jerusalem. And so the city swelled to five, six maybe even 10 times the size, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and you talk about the number of sacrifices. They, they estimate that it, before the sacrifices ended, you know, with the destruction of the temple in AD 70, they estimated that at, at the time of um, Passover, there were 270,000 lambs. slaughtered. A lot of blood. That is a lot of blood. (laughs) And so just imagine how many people are there if that's how many lambs were being sacrificed. Um, And so it's not just like your normal crowd. It's not like you're going into downtown Indy. No, you're going into downtown Indy when they're getting ready for the Super Bowl, or it's not even like you're going into Times Square. You're going into Times Square on New Year's Eve. So Jerusalem is packed full right. of people when this is happening. Um, and so, yeah, Jesus is a bit of a spectacle riding on this donkey. And we all know how the people responded, right? Yes. They're they're cutting the palm branches and they're shouting Hosanna. And, you know, it's kind of almost, it's almost sad that we've sort of transliterated that word and said Hosanna because it sounds sort of like save. people are saying hallelujah. But what they're actually saying is save, save us. Yeah. That's what Hosanna means. So here, here's the king coming in uh, with a show of peace. He's not riding a war horse. You know, typically when a king would come into the city, he's riding a war horse. Right. Jesus is riding a foal, a colt (laughs) of a donkey. And that's what kings did maybe after a victory or when they're announcing peace. Or in the case of Solomon, when they're announcing their beloved son, who's going to be the heir to the throne, coming Mm -hmm. into the city.
1: Mm -hmm. I was watching... uh a, a video of Tiger Woods who had come back after whatever, 10 years. He had several surgeries, all the issues that he had. But in the middle of last year he came back for the PGA Tour and won. And as he was walking down the 18th fairway they allowed the people that were watching to be on the fairway and it looked like million, it wasn't that many, but ants just coming down and following him as he came up onto the Onto the green. And I thought just that vision of that, uh, could you imagine Jesus coming into Jerusalem and all of those people, probably looking like a hill of ants, just, you know, gathering, thronging together, coming after him, crying out their praise, laying their coats, laying palm branches on the road as he came in in humility and uh, saying, Hosanna, Lord, save us. And then the crowd, maybe some of the same people, Well, Three, four days later, crying out, crucify him, Mm -hmm. crucify him. Uh, It's funny how sometimes we are so um, flippant uh, in the things that we say and we're so movable rather than being steadfast and strong. And we're just manipulated uh, by the crowd. And uh, that's, I think, what some of those people in the crowd were manipulated as they cried out, crucify him, crucify him. But uh, as he came in on that day of the triumphal entry, triumphal entry, I'll say it in a minute. I always get triumphant or triumphal.
0: Yeah. Either triumphal. one. Either triumphal. One. I said triumphant, but I didn't mean to. I meant to, uh, say, meant to say triumphal. I meant to say triumphal because that's what it says <laughs> there, you know. But. So
1: it's the triumphal entry. <laughs> uh, that day, um, people were... Praising, yeah. People were worshiping. People were crying out their praise.
0: So. And Jesus knew what was coming. We've talked about this, where he wept over the city of Jerusalem.
1: Yes, he on this, yeah. by the way, right, on this, this time. Day. yes.
0: Yeah. What was he weeping for? They missed it. They missed it. Yeah. Here's the king. He's coming in. He's going to establish his kingdom. And you guys don't even see it. You miss you the king. Don't even see it. You miss the kingdom. Right. Because they were thinking in earthly terms, which is what we do. It's, it's you know, God didn't do what I wanted. I'm disappointed uh, because he didn't fix this temporal, earthly thing right. that, that I'm dealing with. And uh, he He had a bigger vision than that because the kingdom he was establishing was an, and is an eternal kingdom. Um, and Rome, Rome didn't mean anything to him. You know, it's, it's like that. My kingdom's bigger than that. And you guys are missing it. Um, it's, a, it's a sad thing. I was
1: just thinking how sad it is uh, to be saying with your mouth, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And Jesus knowing that in their hearts, they were missing it. Right? They were missing who he was. And by the way, where is he going? He's on his way to Gethsemane, right? Right. He's on his way to the garden, and he's on his way to be um, betrayed and to be arrested and to be beaten and to be crucified. Wow, there's just a lot. It was going on at that time, a lot of of teaching, a lot of things going on.
0: uh, One of the other things that I want to throw in there, Jack, is, you know, we, we forget sometimes that this is part of the Passover uh, feast, the whole week that they're getting ready for. Um, and one of the things that happens during that time period um, is the singing of the psalms of praise. And um, one of the psalms that would have been sung during that time period is Psalm 118. And I'm just going to read three verses from that. Psalm 118, 25 through 27. Hosanna, O Lord. Wow. It's translated here. Save us, we pray, O Mm. Lord. Mm. Uh, O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. (laughs) We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has made his light, light to shine upon us. Um, they're singing that song this very week. And what did the people say? We talked about them saying Hosanna, but they said, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So when Jesus is entering the city, they're singing Psalm 118. Yeah, that's right.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, as they were singing the praises and then all of the things going on around them and then the fickle nature of a crowd, you know, uh, one moment saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. One minute saying, crucify him. Uh, We have an enemy.
0: And uh, Pogo
1: was an old comic strip. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you remember Pogo or not, but I remember Pogo said this one time. He said, we have met the enemy and he is us. We are the enemy sometimes to ourselves because of our lack of faith, because of our failure to even be able to live through struggle or difficulty or hurt uh, because of our weakness. And it just shows our need for this triumphant King who's coming in peace, suffering and going through all of the things that he's going through while he's going where he's going and experiencing all of the emotional things that he's experiencing and yet healing the blind man telling Zacchaeus come out of the tree weeping over the city of Jerusalem uh, riding on that colt receiving the praise all the while being criticized by the Pharisees and eventually to suffer what he suffered he is an amazing Savior and uh, we, we should cry out our praise to him every day
0: Amen thank you so much for joining us please reach out to us. Um, we love you guys. And we're going to talk about Easter next episode. He's risen. He's risen indeed. indeed. We'll see you next time.